1: Welcome to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, episode number 334. Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Abraham Lincoln. Broadcasting from the back alley in Hollywood, it's the Indie Film Hustle Podcast, where we show you how to survive and thrive as an indie filmmaker in the jungles of the film biz. And here's your host, Alex Ferrari. Welcome, my Indie Film Hustlers, to another episode of the Indie Film Hustle Podcast. I am your humble host, Alex Ferrari. Today's show is sponsored by Industry Jump. Industry Jump is a global community of verified filmmakers providing the next generation of filmmakers with the resources required to grow their businesses, learn new skills, and manage their careers. You can sign up for free, you can even create a verified portfolio, search for film crew to hire for your next projects, and learn from top-tier creators in the industry through live video mentoring. So if you want to check this out, guys, head over to industryjump.com. Today's show is also sponsored by ShotLister. Paper shot lists suck. When something inevitably goes wrong on set, you're left to scribble all over your perfect plan. But with ShotLister, you can schedule your film shot by shot and minute by minute. Then on set, just update your shot list and ShotLister automatically does the math so you know exactly what you're doing. Check out ShotLister.com, which is available on macOS, iOS, and Android. And as a special bonus, ShotLister is giving away 50 free downloads every month. Just email IndieFilmHustle at ShotLister.com for your free copy. Now today's episode is a special episode, guys, because we're going to talk about something that I really haven't heard anyone talk about before, uh, online or in courses or anything like that, because it's just generally something no one talks about. But today, we're going to talk about it, how to shoot a sex scene, a love scene, how to do it properly, how to do it where everyone feels comfortable, how to do it where it actually works. And, you know, I've done I've done scenes like this in my career, and it is uncomfortable for everybody involved, and I wanted to put out a resource that could help everybody, help filmmakers, help actors, help actresses, help screenwriters, on how to do this properly. And today's guest is an expert on it. My guest is John Booker, who wrote the book, The Best Practice Guide to Sex and Storytelling. Now, John was a guest on the Bulletproof Screenwriting Podcast where we go over storytelling alchemy and just go deep into mythology. and He's a mythologist, and it's a great episode, but I wanted to give this subject a specific focus because it was just so important. I just never heard anything about it. But if you want to listen to John's full interview on the Bulletproof Screenwriting Podcast, just head over to IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash BPS050. And you can download and listen to his whole interview there. But in this episode, we are going to tackle the very difficult and uncomfortable conversation of how to shoot a sex scene. So without any further ado, please enjoy my enlightening conversation with John Booker. Now, John, you wrote a book called The Best Practice Guide to Sex and Storytelling. Can you tell me a little bit more about that book, sir?
2: Yeah, I have been someone that has been involved in a number of different productions where uh, sexuality or nudity has been a key part of the story that was being told. Mm -hmm. And every time I've been a part of it, it's always awkward. There's always an inherent awkwardness that happens. Sometimes the awkwardness is with the actors, sometimes the uh, the awkwardness is with the crew, but there's always something that's really awkward about it. Not shockingly, these are very intimate things you know, that we uh, are, are talking about, so it's not shocking that it's awkward. But what I wanted to do with this book is try and explore a way that audiences uh, could could sense when they watched a scene that everybody involved in the production of that scene was honored. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, Um, I I feel like when we watch material, we have a sense of of what went on in the making of it or maybe Mm -hmm. we envision we do. Mm -hmm. Um, But those of us who work in the field of production, I think, are are really interested in knowing some best practices around how do we shoot scenes like this in ways that – honor everybody involved, the the actor that's going to be involved in this as well as the crew. So here are three quick things that you can do if you are going to be shooting a sex scene in order to assure uh, the best possible outcome. Number one, the first thing is you need to communicate from the very beginning with the actors and with the crew that this is going to be an element of the production. Mm -hmm. So this should happen from the very beginning when casting an actor. You should let that actor know that there's nudity or sexuality involved. They should know from the very beginning of the process. However, it's very important and it's also against SAG rules You cannot ask the actor to get nude or to perform some sort of sex scene as part of the audition process. (laughs) So do do not do that. That is unethical and that should be avoided at all costs. Um, I I think, you know, once you've established that in pre-production that this is going to be an element uh, that is going to be a part of the production, number two happens during production itself. And that is assuring the the crew and the actor who's going to be involved in the scene on the day of uh, that you are only going to have the crew that is necessary to be Involved in the scene, I've been amazed if crew come out of the woodwork uh, to be on set (laughs) on days when sexuality or nudity is going to be a part of the production. And so having a good first AD that really is insistent on keeping the crew to a bare bones minimum and keeping anyone off set that doesn't absolutely need to be there is part of the contract of trust Mm -hmm. that you should have. Uh, between the crew and the actors. And then number three, I feel like it's absolutely essential to keep joking completely off the uh, the the page uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the communication between actors and uh, crew. Sometimes actors will joke with the crew about something, and you know that's probably okay uh, if it makes the actor a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But crew mm-hmm. should never make jokes with the actors. I was a part of one particular production that uh, an actress was was nude in a scene, and one of the crew members be- between takes. Uh, you know, that was standing right there, told the actress, just so you know, uh, you look really good down there. And the actor was absolutely mortified by that statement. And rightfully so. There shouldn't be anything called to attention about what's happening. This should be a professional environment where everyone involved is acting professionally and calling attention to the fact that the actor was nude, uh, was completely out of bounds for that crew member to do. Mm-hmm. So assuring that sort of, uh, professionalism, uh, on the, um, day of production between the cast and the crew, avoiding jokes and making sure that communication is occurring throughout the scene with the actor to make sure that they are comfortable with what is happening uh, is is really key. I go into a lot more depth in my book about uh, even particular scripts that uh, directors can have memorized as far as how to approach talking about the nudity or sexuality in a scene with actors. Mm-hmm. I also go over scripts in the book that actors can have memorized when they are asked to do something that they are not comfortable with uh, in a particular scene. So I think, you know, the book tries to go. I try to go into a lot of detail in the book about how to make sure everyone is fully honored uh, and fully appreciated. And this is not only important from an ethical standpoint, but for filmmakers, this has also become a very big legal issue. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to really make sure if you're going to have this sort of content, in your production, that you are up on your game, and you fully understand what the ramifications are, and that you have done this the right way and through the process. And I think the book is a, is a great tool and asset for that.
1: Uh, and what are some of the legal aspects of that of filmmakers should be aware of for this? Yeah,
2: well, you know, one of the things that a, a filmmaker has to be aware of is the, the SAG rules, even if you're not uh, shooting your production as a a uh, a SAG um, uh, uh, signatory production, um, courts have tended to si- side with the rules that are established by SAG, even when the production is not a SAG production. Mm-hmm. So. If you think, well, you know what, we're not a SAG signatory, we don't need to worry about what the rules are, Um, it it is very important that you are familiar with what the rules are because should there be legal action, and legal action usually only occurs if, let's say, um, I'll give you an example of a a legal case that did occur, Um, on set an, an actor had contracted to only show certain parts of her body. Mm -hmm. In order to shoot the scene, the director asked, could we shoot the scene this way? But I promise in post-production, we'll make sure and not show you from this angle. We need to shoot it this way, but we're not going to show this that we agreed not to. Mm -hmm. When that particular scene made it into post-production – the editor was unaware of that onset agreement, mm-hmm. and the editor cut it a certain way. The director was fired from the project, and a new director that was unaware of that agreement stepped in, and the the thing went to uh, to distribution with that scene intact. And the actor came back and sued the production company over that. Um, these are things that happen in, in productions sometime. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's helpful to be familiar with at what point an actor can say, "I, I am no longer comfortable, even though I signed a contract saying I would do this, I no longer am comfortable doing it up to the point of actually being nude or performing the scene on set. The actor can back out and say no. Now, once the scene has been done, there are certain rights that a production company has to use the scene, depending on what was contracted in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I do in the book is I've got a long interview with an entertainment attorney uh, who talks about specifics of what should be in a contract before you go in, which is another key element. Make sure that everything that's going to be performed in a scene is in writing in an actor's contract. In detail, detail, detail. It, yeah, it can be really uncomfortable to say uh, you're going to shift to the left, and you know the left nipple will be exposed. It can be really uncomfortable to make those statements in a contract but going over the top as far as what will be expected and what will be performed in a scene has to be written into a contract in advance and this is really really important for the protection of everyone involved in the creation of a scene like this
1: and then also you know uh, for for uh, from a production standpoint you should always have a body double ready As well, sometimes because you just don't know if that day the actor or actress is not feeling it and they're like, you know what, I just don't want to do it. I don't feel comfortable that you have a body double who is willing to come in and do those scenes. Um, You know, I know there were scenes in like Sin City where Jessica Alba, you know, had a bikini on and then digitally they added, removed removed it and she was good, but that was all agreed upon prior to the situation. The one very famous incident that uh, when it comes to this is basic instinct yes when paul when paul verhoeven said sharon don't worry about it we cannot see anything i I know you don't have your underwear on but we can't see it and he zoomed in on that scene which is a very european director kind of thing to do yeah and of course it's the most infamous scene in the entire movie Uh, How was that legally handled? Do you remember? Because I know she didn't sue or anything like that, but she was pissed.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you know, at the the time, again, it's cases like that that caused a lot of the um, legal ramifications in contracts to become much more detailed because the contract was so obtuse that uh, Sharon Stone didn't have a lot of protection. Um, more recently, you know, there was a case with Amber Heard, the actor Amber Heard, mm-hmm. uh, suing a production, um, and, and I discuss that case in detail in the book. Um, but the Amber Heard case, in many ways, is a result of um, the lack of legal protection that occurred uh, in Basic Instinct. And, and I, I would also say, you know, there's something you brought up on the production side, and I, I go into this in the book Um If an actor is going to be performing in any way um, with nudity, having someone whose sole job is to bring a robe over to the actor Mm -hmm. between takes Mm -hmm. and having a robe right there on set, accessible, having someone assigned, uh, someone that that actor is comfortable with who's bringing their robe. It may be the makeup person. It it could be depending on how large your production is. you know, a, a, an assistant to that actor, but someone who is able to keep them covered between takes and while setups are going on, it's very key. You know, assuming that an actor is going to be okay with being nude in a scene doesn't mean that they're going to be okay being nude between scenes or between takes. So mm-hmm. trying to honor that and being prepared, talking to the actor, would you prefer, you know, a terry cloth robe? Would you like to bring your own robe? Would you, pre- you know, what kind of, Uh, cover up what you like. The real key and the bottom line to all of this, to be honest with you, Alex, is communication. And because this can be an uncomfortable subject, um, people tend to not communicate about it nearly as much as they need to. But it's far better to have these discussions and communication in the beginning and up front than, than wait until there's actually an incident that occurs on set.
1: Bottom line is shooting a sex scene or a nude scene is the most awkward thing from my point of view as a director. When I've had to do it, it is just not pleasant at yeah. all. It's not sexy at all. It's not sexy. It's unpleasant. And you know, I know the the 14-year-old boy in me is like, oh, we're gonna go shoot a I'm like, it is not that. It is horrible. And uh, and it's and you do as a director have to set a tone on the set to make sure everyone is comfortable, especially the performers. They are first and foremost, they have to feel that they're comfortable and that they're protected. And that is a job of the director. So uh, yes, I know the crew, everybody wants to show up that day. Uh, There's no one taking a smoke break during that scene. Uh, But you clear the set and you only have essential personnel. Uh, Generally the DP will run the camera you yeah. get maybe a first AD, maybe. Yeah. If not, it'll just be me and the the cinematographer and the actors, and yeah. everything else is just set up, and we just kind of roll with it. You That's know, right. it, it it it's it's not it's not. So anyone listening or watching, it's not as as fun as you might think it might be for anybody involved. It's an awkward situation.
2: And I'll also say too, you know, in larger productions like with HBO, mm-hmm. uh, they have. Uh, begun hiring an intimacy coordinator who is on set, and I interview an intimacy coordinator in my book who's worked with a number of these productions. But uh, HBO did a show, you know, this last year called *The Deuce*, and there's a number of of sex mm-hmm. scenes and in, in graphic nudity, and that's. Uh, show. And they brought in an intimacy coordinator who uh, works with the actors and who's sort of an advocate for the actors and who makes sure everything is done up to legal code on set. Nice. And I think especially in this era where we've we've seen a lot of abuse exposed and in this era of of sort of the me too hashtag um it's more important than ever that we are all sort of on the same page about this conversation and i i do think you know if you are in a production that has the size budget that can afford it um Approaching an intimacy coordinator to help you handle those things is something that can be tremendously helpful. And even if you aren't, to go and and read some of the things that these intimacy coordinators do and have said may give you some insights into how to best handle these scenes in your own production.
1: John, thank you so much for shedding some light on a generally taboo subject matter and is something that is not really taught in film school uh, as a general statement. So I do appreciate you uh, taking the time out and and helping uh, the tribe out with this. My pleasure. I hope this episode helped you guys out a lot. It did for me, because there was a lot of questions I had that got answered in this episode. So if you want links to this amazing book, if you want to go deeper into this subject matter, please head over to IndieFilmHustle.com forward slash 334 for the show notes. I'll have links to his books, uh, the other interview on the Bulletproof Screenwriting Podcast, and much, much more. So thank you so, so much, John, for enlightening the tribe on this subject. And if you haven't already, please head over to FilmmakingPodcast.com, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show out a lot. If you find any value at all in the show and what we're doing at Indie Film Hustle, please do this favor for us. It really does mean a whole lot. So thank you again so much for all the support. I really, really appreciate it. And again, if you haven't been to Filmtrepreneur.com, please head over to filmmakingbusiness.com as a little hack to get over to Filmtrepreneur.com and there I will teach you how to make money with your film. New podcast, new website. If you haven't heard, check it out. I think you will not be disappointed. Thank you again, guys, so much. As always, keep that hustle going. Keep that dream alive, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Indie Film Hustle Podcast at IndieFilmHustle.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-I-L-M-H-U-S-T-L-E.com.